0: Sometimes I'll make fun of you guys for certain envy traits that I pick up on. Bengals' envy is, is the one that I really can't stand. People who just look at Joe Burrow and T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and they have Bengals' envy. Instead of being more constructive and thinking about how to beat them, it's Bengals' envy. I have admitted to you in the past having Eagles' envy. I'm going to explain to you today why I was right to feel that envy. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is a rather unusual episode of Daily Shot of Steelers. This comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Andy Weidel met with reporters over the weekend. It was an interesting event unto itself meaning that there hadn't previously been someone of his position who'd come out and spend time with us, reporter types. That was always left the broader speaking about the draft class to Mike Tomlin and to Kevin Colbert, and they would sit next to each other. Now, throughout this past draft, you saw Tomlin and Omar Khan do that both after the first round pick and then after the entire class was amassed. But a week later, it was arranged that Weidel, who is, of course, Khan's assistant and the man most responsible for drawing up the actual draft board from which everything was executed, it's their foundation to the process. So that was a welcome development. But my goodness, it became that much more of a welcome development when Weidel had this to say. You know what? We want to be big. We want to be physical. We want to be tough. We want to be able to impose our will on teams. Um, that's the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? You can go break the other team's sword in the second half of a game, be able to go with a win on the road. Um, that's what we're building. That's what we have here. That's what they've been in the past. And we want to continue that identity. So um, that works in this business. You know, physical, tough, smart players, or strategic thinkers um, that you can take on the road, you feel good about, when they're on your bus, going to the stadium. That's what we're going to continue to add to this team. My friends, there is team building. There are analytics. There is film to be studied. And then there's having someone in charge of your draft board who is thinking actively to himself about how his team feels on the bus did you pick up on that he wants the team to feel scary on the bus he wants that footage of when they step off the bus and you know what i'm talking about photographers get it tv cameras are trailing them in, they're all dressed up they got their their earbuds in they're jamming to some kind of music and they look totally badass and this is at least some in to fit a, I can't even come up with the word, infinitesimal fraction of what it is that Weidel was thinking in coming up with this board. He so very badly wants the Steelers to become, here comes the envy, what he built in Philadelphia. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect. Rigor. Relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. And when I looked at the Eagles, not just this past season, not just the wonderful run that they had, not getting as far as they did, but for several years now, I've seen that team as being defined by a whole bunch of those badasses. And I'm going to talk about bad actors when I say that. I'm not talking about Vontez Perfect. I'm talking about guys who play the game with a physical brutishness. I'm talking about identifying the Eagles with Fletcher Cox. You know, when you saw the Steelers' outstanding offensive line that they had together for the better part of a decade get completely decimated by those guys. you remember that game? I guarantee you the Steelers guys do. Cox, and, and, and he wasn't the only one. They were just flying through there. They were blowing through the line like it was nothing. And, and covering that game out at Lincoln Financial Field, I remember throughout the day thinking to myself, man, that used to be the Steelers. This is quite the role reversal here. And every time I watch the Eagles on TV, I would think the same thing, not just about their defense, but then also once Jalen Hurts became what he became, and a lot of that was done through the run, and you saw the Eagles would just go out there and, well, impose their will on their opponents. They would just wear them down. They'd beat them up. And by the third or fourth quarter, there wasn't a whole lot left. So when Weidel says that, he says those three words, impose our will. And then he attaches it, not to the Eagles, of course, but he attaches it to what he remembered as a local guy from Pittsburgh teams of the past. And then you look at this class that he's put together, that he and Khan and Tomlin and Art Rooney and everybody who was in the room put together. But he built the board. And it sounds like he was at least somewhat influential in the general mindset I could envision a scenario where once Weidel was hired, of course, he and Con were hired jointly, that they spend, as all football people do, a whole lot of time going through film. And one of the things that I'm sure would have turned the stomach of someone like Weidel, given what he had achieved across the Commonwealth, was to say, wow, man, you guys are getting like, you're getting stampeded here. What are you doing These don't look like the Steelers I grew up with. What are you doing? And what do you know? The next thing. The Steelers take a look at an offensive line that everybody thought was at least kind of I mean not everybody, but a lot of people thought was at least kinda okay or getting better or something. And they threw Kevin Dotson right out of there. And brought in Isaac Silmalu from where? Right, Philadelphia. To take his place at left guard. And from there they arrange. Their first pick in the draft to include a trade-up to get what now couldn't be clearer was their number one priority. I'd felt that beforehand, but this proved it in a left tackle. and Bringing in Broderick Jones, who's enormous. And Broderick Jones, who, who on one hand looks like the nicest guy in the world. You know, like that, like a totally sweet kid, this really soft smile. And if you saw those pictures the Steelers passed out of him visiting the Pittsburgh Zoo and making friends with the animals. And on the other hand, he's got to be the one guy who's walking onto the field right now for even for a practice where you're thinking to yourself, I'm not lining up against that. Get out of here. No thanks, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up, uh, collect grocery carts in the parking lot for a living. It's been fun, everybody. Bye bye. That's that's what he looks like he, Broderick Jones, will be spectacular on the bus, okay? He'll be spectacular getting off the bus. He'll be spectacular walking down that tunnel. And I love, I just love the fact that that's part of their thinking. It's so cool. When we come back, J1Q... comes from Ryan, and he says, DK, are they bringing in big-bodied wide receivers like Allen Robinson, Hakeem Butler, and then re-signing Miles Boykin because they're better blocking options for Najee Harris downfield due to how big they are? Um, No. No. If you had taken out the word downfield from your question, I would have agreed with you 100%. But I, th- what you sound like you're implying here is that maybe that they would get the ball to Najee through the air more often. We didn't see that all uh, too frequently this past season. I don't see that happening. I don't see that as being something that's uh, any kind of um, set-in-stone page in the Matt Canada playbook to try to find a nice way to put that. I do see, however, all of these individuals, and don't leave George Pickens out of this pack, Pickens loves to block, and Pickens is a pretty tall dude, too. They want blocking to occur at the point of attack. They want the blocking to occur right off the line of scrimmage. Najee is not a guy for whom you have to worry about blocking downfield because he's not often going to make it downfield. He is not at all a specialist in long runs. However, If you seal your block right at the line of scrimmage or you get in a certain guy's way at a certain angle, you might buy Najee a chance to pick up another couple. Where this gets a little more interesting, though, is when you start talking about, take a deep breath before I bring this up, jet sweeps but jet sweeps with Calvin Austin rather than the individuals who were running those very ineffectively last season. If Austin has his breakneck speed back, if his foot has healed all the way, then Austin's going to be the one doing those sweeps. And if he does, he is a threat to continue finding more open grass downfield, in which case you would want someone like – um, I'm going to throw out Boykin here as your best example because I loved what Boykin would do. Boykin wouldn't just block you. He would get on top of you and pretty much bury you. And that was something that really didn't go appreciated, I think, much by the public because he didn't get many snaps. He didn't get many offensive snaps. He was a very good special teams player and got some praise for that, but not nearly enough work with the offense for anybody to recognize that. He was good at it. Okay, Pickens, good at it. Uh, Alan Robinson's been around for a long, long time. He's got the bigger body. He's got the veteranosity to his personality. I think he's going to be part of that mix as well. Uh, Anthony Miller is not a small guy, you know, so you have a, a group of receivers that probably other than Deontay Johnson it, it is going to be strong, I'd say, in this regard. And man, if that doesn't fit the, the profile, but what I really want to know. How do they look on the bus, you know? Who are they who are they making an impression on in the on the on the I can't I'm so excited about it, I can't even finish my last prepositional phrase. On the bus. Let's do this again tomorrow.